Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve. B-Tech Smith and Steve. You are now entering the Megacast. The Megacast. It is the Megacast. <laughs> My name is Steve. What's up? It's Ted. Be yes. Ted Smith. Represent. Oh, man. Special Wednesday edition of the Megacast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Yeah. Uh, it was a big weekend in town. We didn't we didn't get in here on Monday, so now doing a little Wednesday night action. I think it was for the best. Even one uh, person on Twitter even mentioned it's probably a good idea to wait till Wednesday because I think everybody's minds were collectively blown after Sunday's football game. The Seahawks, yeah. I think, stunned the, the world. Well, maybe people in like Africa aren't watching our football games. I don't know, or some at least stunned our country. Hmm. I think it depends on country by country in Africa. There, you think. Uh, how many places in the world are watching? There's a good the question. How many countries can Steve name in Africa? None. South Africa. Ghana? No. Yeah. Ghana's a country. Is Chad? it in Africa, though? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of like wrestlers and where they are. And, and <laughs> like SD Jones. Antigua and the West Indies. <laughs> Special Delivery Jones. When you were in fourth grade, did you not have to learn? Like when yes. I was in fourth grade, oh yeah, I did that whole thing. You got to learn every country. There's a lot of things I learned. I don't remember any of it though. I'm the yeah. worst with history, geography, all the things that you need to kind of sound somewhat smart. I don't know anything about. But if you want to talk about like the Brady Bunch and and Gilligan's Island, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I just struggle with like uh, the Scandinavian countries. <laughs> it's like I know where they all kind of are. Right. But so could like, you point things out in the, on a map, like if. I feel like I have a better shot of pointing out stuff in Africa than I would have pointed out like where Finland is. Okay. Like I know it's up there, but like I couldn't like you know, I might confuse it with Norway or I think it's half the time I think Amsterdam's a country and people are like that's the Netherlands. <laughs> I base a lot of my like world knowledge on hockey. So like whether it be the World Junior Hockey Championships or the Olympics. All right. So when you mention Finland, I picture Finnish players. If you mention like Sweden, I'm like, oh I know their jerseys. Like, that's the only way I know things. So, like, countries like, or places in the world like Africa and Japan, I'm kind of effed because they don't have much of a hockey presence. Yeah. I do it with soccer sometimes. Like, the oh, other I bet. day. Yeah. The other day, I was walking back uh, to work with my lunch, and this guy stopped me and asked me for directions down to the uh, Pike Place Market. Okay. And I was like, yeah, just keep going straight. Basically, like, you're on the right road. You just got to keep walking. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, where are you from? And he goes, Denmark. And then it, I. Right away, I went to this guy like, is Bettner, is Nicholas Bettner from Denmark? Should I make a Denmark joke? I'm not sure Bettner's from there. Oh, you second-guessed yourself. Yeah. And he probably would have been so happy if you like kind of made a little bit of a relate. You're right. Or he could have been really disgusted in you, stupid American. <laughs> right. He's Finnish, you idiot. I like soccer. I'm a fan of boxing. That is always awkward when I talk to a Brit and I get all excited. Soccer, huh? I, I don't watch football. All right. <laughs> we have nothing to talk about then. Yeah. That's fish, how I am. Fish and chips, fella? That's how I am. And I always kind of like, I could gauge what type of a person I'm talking to. If they ever say they're from Montreal, the first thing I always say, and sometimes it's not a smart move, because sometimes I've been in conversations with people that are somewhat like of a business type, and they're like, oh, I'm from Montreal. And I go, huh, club super sex, huh? Which is like like the ultimate mecca of strip clubs. Like, oh, it's right. huge. Like, because I went to college in Plattsburgh and they ran commercials in Plattsburgh. And I'll never forget they used uh, David Bowie's fame 
as the, the song. And it was like straight up just showing you porn almost. Like practically naked women dancing to Billy, Billy Idol. I'm Billy Idol's Billy. What the hell is this guy? David Bowie. It's okay. I remember that Billy Idol video too. Oh. Rock the Cradle of Love. Oh. Yeah, that was right around when I was discovering myself. I was about to say I discovered myself plenty to that video. Yeah. That girl was like, <sighs> where is she now? I don't know. That and the, the, the bottom half of the Rike Suave video. Ole, ole, uh, Rico Suave. And then, yeah, I don't know the rest of it. I just knew there was a lot of ass, legs, and high heels. And then there was a part where he kind of busts into English. I don't drink, smoke, do, do dope or something. I don't know. Clearly, I'm trying to act like I know this song. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I remember just watching uh, Univision just for the women. Oh. I had no idea what the shows were about, but I would just watch them. Sabado Gigante, which I always thought was basically Saturday Giant Boobies, because it was like that was like that was like their crazy variety show, and it was always that girl rocking the giant. Did you ever watch Control? I don't think so. It was like their dance party show, like how they had the grind on MTV. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was a show called Control, <laughs> and it was like the Latino Hispanic dance party. That and there was something like was it El Gordo a Flaco or El Gordo or something? It was oh, basically man. like the fat guy and the blonde. <laughs> oh, I know that show. Yeah, yes, yeah. But then like all the chicks they would have on were ridiculously hot, and you know, like I don't know. Well, that makes sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> this I, is the world talk conversation of the megacast. <laughs> We haven't even done the push-ups yet, no, which is apparent because our brains are not functioning. Functioning! We need to make that happen. <laughs> but before we get to it, I thought one person tweeted us at the Megacast, Ted, and he said, in honor of the Hawks, how about you do your push-ups, you stretch them to 12. All right. I think that's a good idea for the next two weeks. Oh, get 12 push-ups. Get 12. In. Yeah. In. Yeah. That's showing some support for the Seahawks. That's from Mike, so thanks, Mike, for giving us that great idea. And then Brian's the one who came up with this song suggestion, also in honor of the Hawks. Right? Oh, I'm in. I mean, what a... I already got goosebumps. Don't stop believing. The Seahawks are doing it. You ready? Let's do it, man. Get 12. Here we go. Smell of wine and cheese. One, with you. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Street lights. Oh, Brian. Oh, good work, Brian. We'll definitely talk a little Hawks. <laughs> but first, it's all about the Ted Smith. Ted Talks, starring the Ted Smith. Woo! All right. Good 12-1. Uh, today for the Ted Talk, I'm going to talk a couple of words at you. Number one, peace. Uh, we think about it all the time. We want it for the world. What about for ourselves? You know, peace. That extra two. <laughs> the extra two got me breathing a little bit. It might be the Journey song as well. Yeah. Or the dinner beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> or just that we're two guys out of shape. Yeah, two, right. Uh, the other one I wanted to say today was love, man. Like, it's easy to say, like, you know, on the podcast, we talk about come, up, come from a place of love, not fear. Yeah. But honestly, and I've been trying to do this the last three days, really think about it. You know, you have a bad interaction with somebody. Look, fall on that love in your heart and think, what is this person going through? Instead mm-hmm. of just getting angry and, and blowing them off and saying F you to them, you know, try to have that empathy, empathy, have that love in your heart, 
and use it. Think with it, talk with it, interact with it. There's a lot of times when you see something on social media, especially, and I think that's kind of the world we live in now. And without knowing where somebody is coming from, some people come off like they're just miserable a-holes. Yeah. And not, and quite possibly this is just that one moment in, in their week where they hit a rock bottom or they hit a low point and they're like, I'm just blowing off some steam and I'm taking it out on whoever that first person that posts something that rubs me the wrong way and it sometimes happens to be us. Yeah, yeah. And I think we all, our initial reaction is F you. I'm done talking to you, but like... I don't know, man. Like, so I, 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 I like what you're saying there because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll call somebody on their, on their, on whatever their bluff of being a jerk, and they'll come back and be like, "Oh, I'm just, I was just joking, or I didn't mean it that way." And I'm, and my first instinct is, "No, f you. You meant it that way. You're being an ass. I'm done with you." But like, maybe they actually weren't meaning it that way, and it just took somebody saying, "Hey, you're being kind of a jerk," to bring them back to reality. Yeah, exactly. I do it all the time, and, and I'm clearly guilty of it, you know? Well, we, I experienced something where it was like, I was glad I didn't jump to conclusions, and I was on the phone with you. And I nearly got killed while talking to the Ted Smith. And, I, and, and it's funny you bringing this up as a TED Talk, because I feel like, maybe because I was talking to you and I was in a good headspace, the, inter, the confrontation that, that followed went a whole different direction than it could have went if I wasn't talking to you and I was in a bad place or like in a bad space of mind. I'm on the phone talking with Ted, hands-free, don't worry, driving, and we're just catching up over the weekend, and I'm driving on Portland Avenue in Tacoma, just finished playing hockey. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, it's Monday. There's Mon- a ton yeah. to, right, we both have the day off, that Hawks game just happened, there's a ton to talk about. Yeah, so we're catching up, and, and which is funny because we're basically at the same time we would usually be doing the the megacast we're on the phone doing a megacast for each other it was wasn't it pretty much give or take a few minutes <laughs> i so, just thought about it. that's so weird so i'm just driving not a care in the world just bsing with ted all of a sudden next to me is a semi and this is a very if anyone knows portland avenue by uh it's kind of like right by that uh warhorse smoke shop and right by the hockey rink over there it's very it's very industrial. There's lots of trucks always around that area. And uh, yeah. so this semi is right next to me, and I'm not thinking anything of it. It's not the first or the last time I'm going to be driving side by side with a semi. We each have our own lane. As I'm conversating with Ted, I start feeling its presence getting closer to my window. And by feeling, it's not like some kind of like existential feeling. Like, That's some omnipresent. I'm feeling the, 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 the just... <laughs> The energy and the physicality of this semi getting closer. And I'm like, is this lane getting a little bit more narrow? What's going on? And I'm now starting to drift a little bit more towards like the, 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 the barrier. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's still not really like registering because I guess 100% of my attention is not really on the fact that I'm about to get killed by a semi or at least crushed by a semi. <laughs> and finally, I'm like, oh, snap. And as we're talking, I just lay on the brakes. And he fully cuts me off by maybe two feet. So if I didn't lay on the brakes, I, it would be an accident for he sure. He would have just bumped you off the road. Right, dude. It would have been. It, it probably would have been gnarly. And that's already a big fear of mine because that's how I lost my grandfather on my uh, dad's side. Uh, he was driving a, a semi, cut him and my grandma off, flipped the car a bunch of times. He died. And my Jesus. grandma lived. So like that's always... I mean, everybody has that fear of a semi. It's not like as if I'm like the only one, but... it. It hits me in a much more scary place than I think most people, because it's like I know that feeling of it taking somebody's life. So I'm like, 
<laughs> as we're talking, I go, yeah, Ted, so I think I almost got killed right there. And you're like, what? I'm like, yeah, the semi just cuts me off. And then we just start BSing. And I'm now getting a little riled up. I'm like, I have this guy. Right, because as I was talking to you, you just kind of went like, whoa, or something. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, man, that must have been a crazy comment I just said to him. <laughs> yeah, what did I say that was so deep that he went, whoa. Right, and then you're like, uh, I just almost got hit by a semi. And you're like, what? Yeah. So now I'm like a little rattled, but I'm like, F that semi, stupid son of a bitch, blah, 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 all this negativity. But I'm like, I'm just going to keep driving. Not going to make an issue out of it, A, because we were talking about some interesting stuff, and I'd yeah. rather focus on that than yell. I'm not going to be like, Ted, I got to go off the phone so I can go yell at this semi for being a douche. I got to go be angry. Yes, it's time for Steve to be angry. I'm talking to you is not making me angry. Say something mean, Ted. Say something mean. <laughs> I hate dogs. <laughs> now I'm pissed. Goodbye. <laughs> so I love dogs. <laughs> Stop tweeting, people. <laughs> Seriously, Ted I is really a fan like of dogs. dogs. Yes, Lulu and Ted are cool. Trust me. Um, so now we hit the light, and I noticed that the semi hasn't fully gotten, because there was a car that I was going to stop in front of. He wouldn't have had to stop in front of a car, so we weren't ever going to have a moment where we could see each other. Nor did I really want to. I was not in that place. I was still having a good time talking to you. I'm like, I'm just going to let it go. Not a big deal. All of a sudden, he's waving at me, the semi guy. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? And I tell Ted, I'm like, the guy's waving at me now. And you're like, well, what's he saying? And I couldn't hear him because I couldn't roll down the window. I have a Jeep, no automatic roller window downer thing. <laughs> and I feel like leaning over and doing that. And I can read his lips. He's going, I'm sorry, and smiling. And I'm like... I'm glad I wasn't, like, I don't know, like, it, like, it goes back to what you're saying. Like, you know, let's just kind of come from a more of a peace and loving kind of way. Because, you know, instead of being like, I could have easily done this. And I've been the guy that's accidentally cut somebody off and waved and said, I'm sorry. And then their response was the middle finger and a couple of colorful words said my way. Yeah. And, and I understood. I'm like, I get it. I almost hurt you. I understand. That was ir- irresponsible of me. I, I, I feel bad. Thanks for making me feel worse. Instead, I just flashed in the peace sign. Like, actually flashed it. So it's funny you say that. I flashed him the peace sign and just smiled with a big poop-eating grin and just nodded my head. Like, it's cool, man. And he lit up. Like, because I think, you know, for a, a, a truck driver, I would imagine that's like, you don't ever want to kill somebody. Not that anybody does. But no, like, but you cutting somebody off in your Jeep, as opposed, he knows if he cuts right. somebody off, it, it's gonna, it can cause serious harm, like you were saying. It could, and, and even if it doesn't, it could cost him his job. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of those places have zero tolerance tolerance when it comes to uh, the way they drive. Plus, in the car, maybe it's because subconsciously we know that it's a, you know, like you do it every day, but it's still a dangerous thing. Like, that's the easiest place for even calm people, I think, to get real upset. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, I, I, look, I do every, I mean, you, it, you're rare to meet somebody that doesn't get upset in a car. And it's such a great feeling when you don't let it get the best of you. Like, when you yeah. could just kind of laugh it off and be like, ah, that guy's an idiot. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're in a rush. Go ahead. Well, plus aggression meets aggression, right? Yeah. So if you had been flipping him off and stuff. He probably would have gotten pissed. Right. Does he get pissed? You know, does it, does, right. Does that just make it worse? And then, you know, mm-hmm. do, do both of you spend the rest of your day in a, in a two-hour spiral of just negative thoughts because of this interaction? Yeah. No, dude, I, that's why I love what you're saying, man. Just instead of getting into that mode, just, yeah, you know what? Laugh it off. Flash a guy a peace sign. Yeah. Yeah. And so, hey, and if you're the guy that made the mistake, just own up to it and hopefully... Exactly. Dude, how often you know? is it when somebody does... And I, I think we've all been guilty. Man. I've had talks with people in our in our workplace where I've had to sit them down. And it's because I think when you do this long enough in anything, you get a little bit of wisdom, maybe not a lot, 
But there have been times where I've sat some people down and been like, look, you're in a really angry place, not at me. I'm, I'm reprimanding you for something, but you're getting mad at me because you screwed up. Let's not yeah. forget. Like if you screwed up and you just say, I screwed up, my bad, however you want to handle it, I'll do my best to not let that happen again. We can move on. I'm not going to keep being that douche that's like, no, I want you to feel worse. Like, I want you to be more sorry. But yeah. so often we get so, I don't know, it feels like we're going down this, like a serious, like one of those TED Talk kind of things. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, I just, I, 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 I like that one a lot, dude. But like, I th- good and, call. Yeah, and, and I don't know, even just sitting here with you, but like, I've done it. You know, with you in, in, in our friendship, you know, in our relationship, there's been times where it's like, I know Steve's going to be mad that I'm bailing on this, but I, I don't want to wait till the day of and just bail on him. Right. Because then I think he's going to be really pissed. Like, he might be upset with me, but I know in the end he'll respect the fact that at least a week or, or two ahead of time, I say, hey, look, this is where I'm at. I can't do that. And, and, you, and you couldn't be more correct. Yeah. Because it's like, let's get past the initial reaction will always suck. Yeah. But the initial reaction will fade rather quickly if you're up front with somebody. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, I can't do this. I know it's going to upset you, and I'm sorry. And I'll be like, huh, that really sucks. What else am I supposed to say at that point? Right. How dare you? You know what? Punch yourself in the face, Ted, (laughs) until you feel how I feel. (laughs) Like, that's just silly. I had somebody last week at work called me and said, hey, I screwed something else Mm -hmm. up, right? And my initial reaction is like, you know, it's like, yeah, damn it. Like, how could you do that? Mm -hmm. And then I just said to him, I said, well, look, I'm not happy this happened, but I can't do what you're doing. I don't know how to do it. So I can't be that angry at you and say, hey, you screwed up, because I don't know what happened. Right. And and, and at least you, you know? ma- man or womaned up and, and, and were upfront about it, didn't try and create some kind of fake storyline. You know what I mean? Like some people create <laughs> these fake stories. It's like, yeah, it sucked and you effed up, but what else? What, what more can I say? You're probably beating yourself up worse than I can. Yeah. And trust me, the times I eff up on the road while driving, I feel awful. <laughs> That middle finger doesn't make it any better. Like, no. it's, I already feel terrible. I don't want to be that person. Like, yeah. I remember one time, and then we'll take a break in a sec. We were driving somewhere in Puyallup, and I thought it was a four-way stop. It turns out it wasn't a four-way stop. I was just so conditioned in the area that I was at that everything was a four-way stop that when I hit a point where I wasn't at a four-way stop, my mind thought it was. So I waited, and then I just crept out, and all these cars were still coming. So I had to gun it. And I zoom around this guy. Now this guy's all pissed off at me, and he starts chasing me, yelling at me. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, I'm sorry. And he's still like, F you, blah, blah, blah. And he's kept, and my wife's like, what is up with this guy? Like, he's going to still, I'm like, I don't know what more to do. Like, am I going to have to get out of my car and have an altercation with this guy or some kind of verbal confrontation? Yeah. Finally, like, he, finally I got to a point where he couldn't keep chasing me. Like, I wasn't trying to get away from him. I wasn't going to stop my car and get out. Like, I was like, nothing good's coming of that. I, I, I waved at the guy. I didn't flip him off. And I and I said, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, what I just, are you going to do? Like, I mean, like, and I wanted to be at the guy and be like, look, calm down for a second. Have you ever effed up? You yeah. know how it feels when you eff up and somebody's yelling at you because you effed up when you already know you effed up and you feel bad about it? I tell you, people. Yeah. <laughs> Flash the peace sign. It's a Flash lot the peace sign, man. Flash the peace sign. Show them the chicklets. Give them a smile. Flash of a peace sign. Let's move on. Let's move on. Next break. I'm very excited. A lot Uh-oh. of people are very pumped about this one. Oof. The return. The return. The man. The myth. The legend. Old effort.
We'll be back. The Megacast with the old effer. I don't mind yeah. if you were a race driver. Ursha, baby. Or a crack door. This is for the A. So long as you keep listening. Shawty, I don't. The Megacast will return. Mind. If you dance on a pole, that'll make you a hoe. Shawty, I don't mind. When you work into three, if you're leaving with me, go make that money, 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 your money, money, money. Cause I know how it is. Go handle your biz and get that money, 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 your money. You can take off your clothes. Long as you coming home, girl, I don't mind. Handy J, a helping hand that'll make your day. It's Handy J. So you're not handy. In fact, you take pride in not being handy. And your husband, he's not exactly a do-it-yourselfer. You probably could use a helping hand, right? Well, put Handy J on the job. Handy J's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Whether it's a job in the bedroom, the bathroom, or the backseat of your car on the bad side of town. Handy J's the handyman that handy can. He's expert at gripping pipe, turning a wrench, and swinging a hammer. Put the proper tool in Handy J's capable hands and your job will be finished quickly all the way to completion. No job is too big or too small for Handy J. Handy J, a helping hand that'll make your day. It's Handy J. Mention this ad and receive the five-finger discount only from Handy J, the handyman that handy can. Oh. We gonna do this thing? Oh, yes. Well, come on then. I'm coming. Wait. That didn't sound right. Hello, The mega cast is back. Oh, Grace. Grace is unbelievable, She's man. cool with hookers or crack whores. She doesn't care if you're a stripper, a prostitute, or a crack whore. Right. I was with her at stripper and prostitute. She lost me a little bit on crack whore. Yeah. I think at that point, I'm like, honey, like, I get what you're doing for the money, but is the crack necessary? But us just singing about it. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, I've never been a huge like country music fan like some songs, but I'm feeling the Lady Annabellum. Is that who that was? I guess so. That thing started. I'm like, who the hell is this? I like that song. <laughs> it's kind of how we do it. We I like make so- it up as we go along. Yeah, and I like some of the conversations we have. Like the last one's like Usher. Like, yeah, I like this song. Steve's so like, I just heard this song. And then like when it comes to the country stuff, like, what in the hell is this? Neither one of us know anything about country. The only country I know is uh, Sturgill Simpson, and that's not mainstream country at all. No, 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 not no. at all. He played. You- the, he played like right last time he was here. He played the tractor. Yeah, you turned me on to him one night when we were up way too late. Having some fun, and uh, you're like, hey, let's yeah. listen to some stuff. <laughs> you know, he just right. signed a record deal. I didn't even know he wasn't on a record. He he made that record we listened to for $4,000. Oh, good for him. With like a guy from Estonia or something. Okay, in New York? I don't know where they made it. All right. I, <laughs> I think I missed that joke, Steve. <laughs> All right. <laughs> in New York. Is there hockey <laughs> players from there? <laughs> I've heard of Estonia and New York. <laughs> What is Estonia for this guy? Isn't it a country? Estonia? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe um, is, it, is there a story in New York? I let's just move on. Ted. Let's get off the geography. This what? is not going good. Geography is not our friend. I think it's about that time. People want this, Ted. I'm oh, excited. I'm nervous. All right, it's game time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Metacast. B. Tech Smith's dad. Oh. <laughs> All right, we got to give him a call. Ted's dad, old effer. Can they hear the numbers? No. Oh. I don't think they can. Well, I'll bleep it. Oh, uh, I was like, or just pot it down for a second. Oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> All right, there. That's a good point. Why don't I even just pop it? I feel like this is like the old Letterman show. Remember when you go, la di da You know, I always liked that he threw the pencils. And then the glass would break, and there was no glass. Yeah. Now, I gave him a pre-call, so he should be ready. Let's hope I dialed it right. There we go. Hello. Hey, Dad. It's Ted and Steve. Hey, Ted. How you doing? <laughs> Good. We got you. Uh, we're checking in with old effort, so you're you're live on the podcast with us. All right. It's the old beat. Hey, see what I did there? I beat myself. <laughs> <laughs> how about how, that? How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going great. It's going great. I got a new computer. I'm I'm into the uh, 21st century now. Is it a laptop yeah. or a desktop? Oh, no, I got a desktop. I didn't yeah. go that far by a laptop, you know. <laughs> only thing I have laptop is when I go to a strip club or something, you know. That, that's a laptop. <laughs> that's the best kind of laptop. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. You know, when you get my age, you know, you take anything you can get. But anyway, that's another whole new story. Any know? operating system works on those kind of laptops. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> You just gotta, you just gotta add a little more power to yourself, you know. That's all. But uh, don't use up yeah. all your memory. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to forget those times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, how you all doing out there? We're doing great. Yeah, it's man. Good. We had a great good. dinner. Uh, oh, and now we're doing the mega cast. There you go. Hey, look! Congratulations to the. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, I hate to say that, but anyway. Well, did you, uh, do you know that your yeah. son got to wear one of the championship rings today? No, you got to be kidding me. Oh, I was wearing, I, I told Steve at dinner, I go, it might break his heart to find out I was wearing a Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl ring today. Did it, did it fit through your nose? Oh. oh, wow. I mean, I just just wondering, you know, you guys are pretty odd out there, you know. I, you know, I thought that's where they put their rings. No, we don't stuff. pierce our championship rings through our nose. Oh, you sure, huh? Okay, no, it fit right. my eyebrow, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah through the giant holes in our ears, it worked just fine. There you yeah. go. Not there nose. You go. We're still conservative. There you go. That's good. That's good to hear. So that was last year's uh, Super Bowl ring, I take it? Yeah, yeah it was. Well, it'd be good. odd if they gave them to him now. <laughs> yeah, well, knowing Pete Carroll, he's probably got them all made up and everything. So, you know. Um, well, it's easier for Coach Carroll now, Dad. He can pay his players. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And uh, it is funny when you think about it. Like everybody's up in arms about the the the, the Patriots being these the quote unquote cheaters. And it's like, well, it's funny that we, here's Pete Carroll, who was known as being a cheater in the college ranks. Now, the, the, the now he's not right. Now yeah. he's squeaky clean compared to the the cheating coach in New England. That's right. That's right. That's a, That's going to be something though if they found out they deflated their balls. 
you know, it made me easier when my balls deflated to, uh, you know, get a hold of myself. I know that. Especially from, with uh, those laptops, right? Yeah. Oh, man, you're not kidding. You're not, you're not kidding. Understand that you're not. That's, that's exactly right. I just don't understand. So. It's like they're the better team that day before the game, during the game, right. after the game. Like, why mess with any of the equipment? Like, why? what advantage could they have gained? Like, I saw a sports science piece done on it, and they said with if if they were doing it to get the upper hand by deflating those balls by whatever it was, like two pounds of pressure, all that would change is like the speed by like one inch. So yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's, well, to some of us, Steve, one inch is a lot, you know? Uh, <laughs> it means a lot, you know. <laughs> so you know, uh, don't don't cut don't cut us short. You know what I'm talking about? There? I, don't, there. I stand corrected. I guess at this point, I would have to point out that genetics are a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. So that's good. That's good. What's no, I don't know why. You know, and and you know, you, you brought up an interesting question there. You know, you you wonder why uh, people have sex changes and stuff. Yes, you know? I have been wondering that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, you know, why change the equipment? You know, when you got everything's right there and everything. You know, uh-huh. why do they want to change their equipment and stuff? So I don't know. You know, but uh, uh, that's pretty, uh, you know, everybody seems, a lot of people seem to be doing that now, but... uh, Do you know people that are doing it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew a guy in the service that did it. Oh, really? Because one of my close friends from high school, I I lost contact with him, and then social media brought us back together, but when he requested me as a friend on Facebook, he requested me as a female. (laughs) Really? I'm not joking. Like, he was this guy, Steve. And yeah. was a, a guy that I was in a band with in high school, we always hung out, played video games, good friends, but then, you know, over time, and I moved, so I hadn't talked to him, and then all of a sudden, this sure. girl, Stephanie, requested me, I'm like, Steve never had, I don't, I don't remember a sister, <laughs> and then he went, <laughs> Stephanie went to the same school as me, and that's an all-boys Catholic high school, and <laughs> I went to an all-voice Catholic yeah, high school. Yeah, so it was like, whoa, it was kind of heavy. So, uh, so you, yeah. So someone that you that you knew did that too, huh? Yeah, he went to Vietnam and came back a woman. It was unbelievable because I guess the operation over there was cheaper or something like that. You, you, you could get like a root canal for twenty-five bucks. I can't imagine what the sex chains cost. Uh, you can, yeah, yeah, you can get anything. You know, that's all right. You I know a guy that got half his nose bitten off by a Saigon whore. Oh, there you go, there you go. Well, you know, half it's from the women a movie, over... It's fine. I was like, I was like what? <laughs> no, it's, from a movie. it's a Chris Farley line. Oh, I'm the worst with movie lines. You gotta, you gotta well, you warn know, me. Uh, you know, half the girls in Vietnam had tuberculosis, you know, TB. I didn't and the know other that. half, And the other half of the girls had VD, venereal disease. Mm-hmm. So you only screwed the ones that coughed. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Steve why don't we ever check in with your dad Because my dad is yeah. not nearly as interesting as your dad uh-huh. <laughs> My dad will talk about like accounting and math stuff Oh my god Right There you go Well that's uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not into accounting and math So uh, <laughs> In real estate we Yeah need to talk Real about estate that stuff. Yeah. So what's yeah. going on in your world these days? How you well, been? you know, we we're all excited over here in in Washington D.C. You know, last night was the big uh, State of the Union address. Yeah. Yep. By 
by our president, you know, uh, you know, so that was really, uh, really a treat. And, uh, you know, it's the same old stuff. I, things I learned, I didn't realize that global warming is the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest thing that's facing uh, future generations. So those uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles that Iran is building, don't sweat those kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, just sweat that uh, dirty water or whatever that's coming coming your way. You know. Well, mis- you're 70. I can see why you're not as worried about it. But no, I mean, well, you know, 2014 uh, was the hottest year ever. <laughs> hottest year ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then the, uh, Michelle, she had an illegal alien uh, woman sitting in her her special box. What? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, what kind of state of the union address do you want? Was this like on well, like the Spice this, Channel? Yeah, this is. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, people they don't call them. They they stop calling them illegal now. They're uh, undocumented uh, workers. So. Uh, but yeah, it's an illegal alien. She wrote the president a letter and said she would like to sit in her box. I can't, that didn't sound right. <laughs> no, no, anyway, that's why I'm saying, dude, you watch us on the Spice Network. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, so that's we were all excited about that. Everything's on the news about the you know about the president's State of the Union address and everything. Yeah, see, I I didn't watch a single minute of it just because like how you mentioned even in the beginning, it's going to be the same stuff talked about. And you know, I know there was some some stuff that was brought up, like you know the whole community college. He wants everyone to go to community college for free, which yeah, yeah, that would have been nice. Now I have all these student loans, but that's when, cool. I, when I was yeah. when I was growing up, community college was like a curse. You know, you you. Uh, you know, where'd you do? Did you get into Maryland? Uh, no. In Notre Dame? No. Prince George's Community College? Yeah. Yeah, I did that. You know, so uh, it was like, uh, you know, that was the bottom of the pits. Yeah, now, I people, said, people would say, it's like, oh, that's the 13th grade or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. now he's going to send now he's gonna send everybody to community college. So that's, uh, so that won't cost much. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um uh, and, and you know another thing that's got me is um, is you know uh, sex. I always talk about sex. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, well, I, have, I really did enjoy enjoy it. But anyway, <laughs> another story. Uh, they ought to take sex out of the schools and uh, you know put it back in the gutter where it belongs. Don't you think so, Steve? <laughs> I like my sex in the gutter. Do you do too? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Take it out of the school. I feel like maybe and some of these segments I can leave and you and Steve can talk. I'll <laughs> gutter sex. Dude. Oh, that's right. My son is there, isn't he, Steve? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Did you that's have, right. Did, when you, see, my, my, my dad never, I learned my sex stuff from school. Like, I never had the talk. Did, did, do you have the talk with Ted? Like, what was that? How would that go? Oh, my God. Did I have the talk? No, I don't think I ever did. Did I, Ted? I think by the time we got to that, uh, it, it was... I think I'd already understood the basics, and yeah. trust me, you I was were, a well, fa- I was a fat a little of- kid. I was not. It wasn't. I was not going to make anybody a grandparent anytime soon. Oh, me, you and me both. Like I, I, <laughs> I talked to zero women up until college. Like, yeah, I mean, there was there was zero. Women. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was a twenty one year old virgin, man. You know, I, I went 20? to Catholic twenty one years old before I went to college before I lost my uh, virginity. It was it was re- absolutely ridiculous. My father had convinced me. 
that uh, the only way you could get pregnant or a girl could get pregnant was to put your your uh, your junk between a woman's breast. Now, how that came out, I'll never know. Wait, you know, that was but, the only way you could make a baby? Yes, yes. That's that's that was the talk I got from him. So you know, I was messed up. You know. Um, <laughs> and well, you went to Catholic school, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I went. Yes. To, yep. Did you you have nuns or did you have priests? Oh yes, or? we had nuns. Yeah, we nuns. Had priests. Right. Yeah, we had we had them all. Well, that's like the, the nuns told me that that uh, if you ever French kissed, that that uh, you turned to stone. You know, so the French first time I French something kissed somebody, huh? <laughs> something turns to stone. Well, I tell you, I, I, the first time I French kissed somebody and I got a heart on, I thought if everything was on the way. You know, <laughs> she was right. <laughs> yes, since the am nuns right. You know, so but uh, you should have left room for the Holy Spirit there, Dad. I know, I know. So that's exactly right. <laughs> Holy Spirit, he's leaving. No, he's talking. He's coming back. So. Uh, well, I only got one last thing to say to you all that, uh, you know, if anybody's out there uh, getting married, uh, here's a little advice. Just remember that marriage is like a bath. Uh, as, it, as the bath goes on, it, it doesn't stay hot. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep adding some water. Drain a little out, put a little bit more in. <laughs> maybe, maybe some salts. Yes. <laughs> All of that for it's always a pleasure getting to talk to you. How about we end well, on a positive a- note there? How about that Maryland basketball squad? Oh, my God. Are they the luckiest things you've ever seen? Man, oh, man. Good Lord. They're lucky as hell. I did go to a game, though. I got to see the um, uh, Michigan State game. So, uh, yeah, I got to go to one game. Nice. But, but you know, uh, Ted, you know Maryland has got to get rid of the – you know, national anthem, they say, oh, you know, for the Orioles or whatever it is. Right. And they've got to get rid of that, uh, nah, 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 you suck. You know, those things there. They, they, I think they've they've uh, run their course, you know, but... Uh, Steve, you know, like, the, good... the famous, like, Gary Glitter song? Oh, yeah, dun But You suck. The Maryland students, right, they yell, hey, you suck, and then, we're going to beat the hell out of you and you and you. And the band used to play it, the pep band, the band that's... And everybody used to, you know, used to sing it, and then they banned it. The athletic director banned yeah. it, so they started it doing a cappella, you know. With it, you know, so. Uh, but that's not our fault. We're from Maryland. It's all the guys like Steve from Jersey yeah. and uh, New York that moved down yeah. to go to school there. It's funny you say that because the New Jersey Devils they had that same problem. They their goals when they would score a goal, the song was the, the Gary Glitter song, and they would do "You Suck." Oh no, they had some other song, but they would do that, and they're like, "Well, we're stripping that song." So they came up with a, a bunch of new songs to uh, to to like unveil and have people vote on. Well, these fans figured out creative ways to work the "You Suck" chant into every song that they Every tried. Every song. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it didn't matter what song. They were like, okay, we'll find a new way to say you suck. If you're going to take away the song we like, we'll continue to make this difficult for you. That's exact, that's so exactly you're probably right. right. Yeah, you're probably right, Ted. It probably is a bunch of Jersey kids causing problems. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. Great segment. Well, you got quotables, good, Dad. Good talking to you. Yes. I, you, I, I really enjoy these little chats, you know. I know I do. Uh, 
Ah, oh, well, I, I tell you, had a nice Christmas and everything. Everybody have a good... Was Santa Claus good to everybody in Seattle? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for Santa Claus, though. Why? Yeah, he only comes once a year. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you this weekend. Oh, yeah, for everybody. <laughs> we'll see you later. Okay, take it easy, guys. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> the look on Ted's face. What makes this segment so great is I get to make eye contact with Ted as his dad goes down these great non-sequiturs that I enjoy. Oh, I know you do. But Steve you, has the biggest smile. I love every minute of it. I know, and I'm sure people listen to, but it is, t- I won't lie, I am like, this room is cold and I am sweating. Oh, I know, Ted, it's like every time he goes, oh, and another thing, you didn't even talk about something. Just the fact that he said another thing and you know he's going off topic scares the crap out of you. Eventually, there's going to be a group of people that just want to smoke bowls and have him talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, one day when he comes back, we're going to have a giant party, where the old effort party. Oh, you know what? He would love it too. He yeah. could sit there. Oh, and no, talk, can... talk crazy, talk and true stories, fall, fake stories. Oh. But he would sit there and entertain you forever. An evening with old effort. Oh. We have to do that. Oh. Just give him a microphone, you and I on the corner. Just with... wear your finest sweatpants hiked up to your belly button. All of us. <laughs> Dude, next time he comes to town, we have to make this happen. All right, I'm in. Let's like rent out the Liberty Theater or something like that. I don't even care where we go. An I... evening with old effort. I take him to laser tag, but I'm afraid he might have a flashback. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> and if we do, I want to be on his team. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, you weren't allowed to punch people. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to recap uh, the Hawks game, hopefully. Also, we have a great new segment. Not nearly as awesome as the old effort segment, but it's called Great Moments in Porn Dialogue. And we'll do that in just a few minutes. The Text Mitt and Steve will keep you company as you drive. The Megacast will be back. You can drive all night looking for the answers in When going on a job interview, it's vitally important that you put your best foot forward. Here are three tips to increase your chances of being hired. 1. Show up dressed in tattered clothing that you haven't laundered in a few weeks. And it never hurts to get some aggressive piercings and a neck tattoo. 2. When you give the receptionist your name, be sure to honk her boobies. This will show that you have good interpersonal skills. And 3. Since you're probably going to be a little bit nervous, it wouldn't hurt to rip a giant bong hit right there in the office. This way, your prospective employer will know that you're a problem solver. Winthrop, I like the cut of your jib. Congratulations, you're hired! So by following these three habits of highly effective interviewees, you'll be able to secure your place in corporate America for a long time to come. You can go all night. The Megacast is back. But I don't want to see Steve dancing. 
Oh, rude. Brutal. Grace, I was feeling it for a second. I was like, damn right, we could go all night. We're she, not like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, she compliments us and then slammed you. Ah, jerk. <laughs> we were talking during the break that your dad reminds me a lot of Zeb Coulter from the WWE. Yeah. It's awesome. It's we, great... the people. <laughs> that, <laughs> I like I kept saying we. Yeah. Oh, we're real excited and this yeah, and that. I know, I'm like, man. Did, did somebody move in the basement? Did you not tell me? Are you are you renting out rooms? I'm pretty sure it's just him. I think he's speaking on behalf of Maryland. Yeah. I oh, like, we. He talks about getting a computer, right? So it's in my bedroom that like I grew up in. Uh-huh. You know, as a kid, you know, I shared with my brother. I shared with somebody else. We let have a room there. So when I was home at Christmas, you know, we had dinner and stuff, and then I'm just kind of walking around the house. Oh, what, are you just going to walk around my whole house? Like, yeah, it's just, I grew up in this house. I'm going to go check out my old room. What, I have to ask for permission to go into different rooms? Well, it was when I walked into that room that it dawned oh. on me, like... He didn't delete the history, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably looking at some stuff, Steve. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can picture your dad doing that. Oh, 100%. I've, done, I've had that happen one time going home, and I had to use my dad's computer to print some tickets. We were going to, I think, a Devil's game, and I did it through StubHub. And I'm like, oh, can I use your computer? He's like, yeah, no problem. He didn't think probably that. I didn't purposely look through his history. It was just like, as you start typing stuff. Pops up. Things fill out the rest. Like Happens URLs. on your phone now, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my dad's in there, and he's into some interesting stuff, let's just say. I feel like, how should I phrase this correctly? I feel like there's some big booties. Yeah. And the, the and a little, little darker. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> Nothing that my mom needs to know about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was like one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to pretend I never saw this. I'm never going to bring it up with my dad, but... He's, he's, he, yeah, good for him. You know what? That's what he's into. That's fine. The, the, one of the best ones I had, and this is just a great story real quick, was uh, the, we had just gotten a computer. I'm in like high school or whatever, right? So remember uh-huh. like you, we had a, a, la- a printer, not a laser printer, just a color printer. Was it like one of those ones that was like, <laughs> right? It took forever. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. took like three hours to print one picture. So... You know, I'm right about that age, high school age. I'm printing out pictures, and in our basement is kind of a ceiling like this, okay. where you could, like a drop ceiling. Yeah. So I would lift up one, and I would hide the pictures up there. Uh-huh. So one day, my brother comes upstairs, and is like, hey, I know you were looking at porn. And I'm like, no. Like, what do you mean? And he has one of the pictures that I left on the printer. It oh. is graphic. All right? <laughs> it involves, I'll just say, three people. Right. And it's that graphic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel kind of embarrassed until like a week later and he comes and he's like got to go to class or to work or something. Uh And he's like, I don't know what happened. This is how old school this is. I don't know what happened, but there's like, I don't even know if we called them icons. There's just little things on like the main screen. I can't get them off. (laughs) You got a virus? No, we just had to right click them and delete them. But like at that point, like. The whole internet and everything was so new. Oh. Like he really just didn't know like how to get rid of them. Right, right. Yeah. Oh man. So, so I kind of helped him with that, and then we never really spoke about each other's porn usage again. It's just like, look, we're both a little twisted. It's okay. <laughs> hey, look, man, it's the computer. Like if you, I, I'm trying to watch less porn. Yeah. But sorry, if you know a guy and he has a computer or a smartphone, he's looked at porn on it. And more often than not, and this is I think a good lesson for the ladies out there. 
do not judge the man based on the type of porn that he likes. That does not mean that he wants to do those things in real life. Like, you know, like sometimes yeah. I, I like, I'm into like some, not like anything awful, but sometimes it's like mom gets like her son's friend and just rails the son's friend. Like I'm not looking to get railed by somebody, you know. Somebody's or, mom? Right. Or like neighbor comes over and they rail. It's, I don't want to bang my neighbor. It's just, I like these slightly, they're not. They're not like wrong. Like it's not like oh, Steve's. We need to talk to Steve. These are a little too much. It's not like incest or something like that. Although it seems like that that's a thumbnail on every freaking homepage of all. Why the- is that there? Who are the? Who's right. clicking on these videos? Okay, so we both go to XNXX and XVideos.com clearly because <laughs> the thumbnails on those pages are ridiculous. They're alarming sometimes. I have to sometimes like. All right, I just need to go and just full on get something that is in the category that I want. And sometimes I'm a fan of like the one like cheating wife banging husband's friend. I don't really want to have like my wife bang my friend. I don't want to have sex with you, Ted. You know what I mean? Like that's not like a fetish. <laughs> you just said that it got awkward in here. Right. But yeah. but you know what I mean? Like I like slightly to the edge taboo-ish kind Are, of porn. Right. For me, if you looked at the stuff I look at, right, you would just have no idea what kind of women I'm into. Right. Because Tuesday, Monday morning, it could be, you know, college co-ed cuties. Tuesday, it's going to be moms. Sometimes I'll go, you know, I'm not afraid. I'll go to the, the chubby or the, the yep. big girl. Like, you're just like, what the hell is with this guy? It's just, it's just a little, I mean, in, in life, we, we, especially if you're in a relationship, it's like, okay, this is what you have and this is what you're going to have. That's the way that you get, like, the, the spice of life <laughs> from porn. Yeah, ironically, one of the first porn channels I ever watched. Spice. And we talked about it earlier. That was a, that was a huge network for me. <sighs> A-B, 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 A-B. <laughs> yes, to get the just the 30 seconds I saw you hoped. Boob. Or the one time where I did get busted by my mom when she finally realized I was watching porn when I actually just out and out ordered something. I could not. That's when you realize in life that your little head does dominate whatever you do in life. Like if you mm-hmm. let it, if you let it control your world, it will and it'll get you in trouble. In some ways, worse than others. But one time, my little head decided, "Hey, I know that your parents see this cable bill, but you need to order this porn. We need yeah. to take care of business." And then my mom's like, "Why did you order white men can't hump?" <laughs> and I tried to the best of my ability to say, "Nah, mom, I thought it was the real movie." She's like, "You've seen that movie. Why would you order it? And it's not new." Like, I'm like, oh, my mom's smarter than I'm trying to. Like, I'm probably insulting her because I'm. Uh, she's like, what do you think? I'm stupid? Like, I don't know that this is a porn film. I got caught in high school. My sister went on like a college visit somewhere and my mom was with her. And mm-hmm. uh, 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 I forget where my dad was. Uh, he just, I think he was at a job training. What? Either way, I was the only one there, me and my brother. Right. I throw a couple parties. Everything's okay. The two things, the reason I got in trouble was number one, the house was too clean Uh-oh. when she got home. Right. <laughs> And then number two is, I ordered a porn. Yeah. And, you know, and I tried to say, like, oh, we ordered it by mistake. And it was just kind of like, there's these weird understandings you have, especially like, like with dads, because I'm a, you know, a boy, it's different. Yeah. But there's sometimes with your mother where you know she knows, she knows that you just, you just like, right, let's just not talk about it again. Mm-hmm. It's understood. And there's a, uh, there's definitely a large number of women out there that do understand the porn, um, the obsession that us dudes have with porn, and hell, some women are just as obsessed with porn. But then, yeah. 
that's why, like I said, hey, ladies, the ones that don't understand, just it's okay you don't understand it, but don't like look at us like we're like like the scourge of the earth because we like, and I think my mom looked at me that way. Probably your mom thought of you the same yeah. way. It's like, there's nothing evil about this. It's just something, it's a release. I mean, poor choice of words probably, but it's a release. Yeah. And I, and I mean, look for my own life, I do, know, world. I do know there's times where I watch too much of it and I got to stop. Yeah. But to sit here and tell you that I'm I, like, I don't watch porn or people don't watch porn. I just think is is reckless and dangerous and just patently untrue, Steve. Well, it's funny that we, we even go down this road of pornography because it brings us right into this uh, new feature that hopefully people will dig and we'll do it more often. It's time for great moments in porn. Dialogue. I like it, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm at the ball game. Well, yeah, wait a second. Let's listen to that one it's more a time. It's an organ. <laughs> All right, here we Ironically, go. it's an organ. It's time for great moments in yes. porn. Dialogue. Good call. Yeah, even... man. The original pump organ. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you, we go on that website, XNXX or X Videos. Which I got from a girl. Oh, no way. Yeah. She's I, a cool chick. I, I got it, I think, from one of my buddies who was like preaching about it. I'm like, oh, man. No, nah, man. I'm DVD guy. I'm never going to watch porn on my phone. So was I. Right. I was like, went into it kicking and screaming. Now it's like, oh, this is the greatest thing. Like, now I got the iPhone 6, a lot bigger screen. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. I got a Windows phone, Doc. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like a little television into <laughs> our soul. Uh, so I came across this one... <laughs> One adult film, and I was like, again, don't judge me, but the title, I think the title was My Friend's Daughter. All right. All right, so that's the the, the premise. I had to stop it because the dialogue was completely offensive and just beyond ridiculous, and like, I know that these things are very unbelievable, a lot of these uh, dialogues and these plots, but I yeah. like a plot. Like, I'm a fan of the plot. I don't want to just go straight into watching banging. I want to know what, what, why they're banging. I want to know, I want a little backstory. Only like three minutes of it, then get into it. Like, I just want- I love the dialogue when it's like, housewife yeah. bangs a plumber. Yeah. And it's like, you know, because I like the fact that he, even though it's a porn, he knows he can at first. He's got to turn it down. Right. But then she drops her towel. Oh. He won't be home for a while. Or he's like working on the sink and then the water spills on her blouse and she's now got to take it off and she's yeah. mad at him. And the only way to solve that is to give her a throttle. Right. Yeah. She always has amazing breasts. Yeah, of course. And she's always made up and perfectly tanned <laughs> and well-groomed. <laughs> so this one, I mean, as you'll hear it, it's like the super hot, uh, well, as you'll find out, she's a Puerto Rican girl. She's like probably 20-something. The guy's like the dad. He's hanging out in the house, and she's just picking up and cleaning up around the house for some reason. Wait I, a minute. I, this I, is the neighbor, right? Well, it's the friend's daughter, who I guess is like staying there, but I'm not sure if it's his friend's daughter or if it's his daughter's friend. All right. All so right. just we'll figure it out as we go along, but we might have to pause at a time, so feel free to tell me to pause it. Okay. Because there's going to be plenty of moments where you're like, I do not... Wh- how... How do they do this with a straight face, and why they even do this? The conversation's ridiculous. And here we go. Thank you, Tia. You know, I was skeptical when Diane asked if you could stay here with us instead at the dorm. You're a really hard worker. This place is spotless. Are you stereotyping me because I'm Puerto Rican? No, God, no. It's just that Diane doesn't really clean up after herself. It's kind of a nice change of pace. She could learn a thing or two from you. Uh, so I'm assuming it's got to be like, his daughter's friend. From college. Yes. Yeah. Who's wearing short shorts, and it's just hot as F. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Sorry. I'll send you the link if you want. <laughs> just skip past this dialogue now. You don't need it. All right, here we go. 
Well, like what? Spanish? I can see right through you, Mr. White. White? Her last name is Smith. Yes. <laughs> exactly, Mr. White. Ooh. Look, Tia, I don't know what kind of impression you have of me, but I am not some bigoted buffoon. <laughs> oh, really? Whoa. What was the last Puerto Rican that you had other than me in your house? What? When? All right, time out. Well, okay. This legitimately sounds like a stripper. Like, I feel like I have had this conversation. Like, she, it, I will say, at least it sounds like the guy is trying to put in some effort to acting. Yes. She legitimately, I mean. Who came up with this dialogue? Right. I mean, she just sounds like she could care less. She doesn't want to be there. Like, can we just get to the banging part? Right. I'm, I'm not an actress. I'm just a dirty skank. Right? Like, God, I'm, you know, like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's from, you know, just somewhere in the valley. <laughs> right. She just wants her new shoes. Yeah, man. And the scene's going to pay her five Gs. All right. <laughs> well, Gardner comes every Monday. The question is, when did you invite him in for coffee? Well, he doesn't have time for coffee. He has to cut grass. Exactly. Not good enough for coffee with whites. Why don't you ask him instead of assuming? Tia, I'm a little taken back here. You know, I voted for Obama. I love people of all races. Ah, this is some serious, like, social commentary going on. There is. I mean, I respect the fact it's a tongue-in-cheek joke, because I'm sure there's a lot of annoying white people that probably say that who are racist, but, like, I don't know. Now I'm starting to think, is am I supposed to believe this porn star is really doing something for civil rights, specifically for Puerto Ricans, who are kind of, basically are American? I mean, it's a territory. Right. We want to claim it as our own. Maybe invite them into your house. Maybe have coffee with them. Yeah. It'll be a small cup. Oh, you voted for Obama. You think that just wipes everything clean? No, I'm not racist. I voted for Obama. <laughs> so mighty. I can't be racist. I love Michael Jordan. It's like almost like as if, I know it would never go over well, but like, it, it, like we did a bit where you just go out and just say the most inappropriate racist stuff to somebody of that ethnicity and see them react and then go, what? I voted for Obama. It's okay. Right? Yeah. And this is like, this is what I'm talking about. I couldn't watch the rest of this movie as much as I wanted to see her naked and get banged. Like, all right, all right. All right let's continue. There's still some more. Yeah, well, prove it. Oh, T.I., you know, you're, you're my daughter's best friend. I shouldn't really be engaging in something like this. Now, hold on. He goes right from the, like, that line should offend her. But she went, oh, I voted for Obama. And her response was, it's almost like the actress in the back of her mind is like, I'm done having this stupid conversation. I just want to get effed, get my money, and go home. All right, prove it. Why, right. Prove that and you I voted for Obama. If you want to, right. And like, having sex with somebody of the other race doesn't prove you're not racist. Thomas Jefferson impregnated a bunch of his slaves. He owned slaves and had sex with them. Like, at no point does that... I know, unfortunately, I know a couple of racist people who will sleep with women of any race, but are still racist as hell when they talk. Of course! <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting worked up. It's stupid porn movie, Steve! <laughs> That's why it's... Ah, damn! All right, here, we got some more. It just proves that our dongs are not racist. Yeah, right! We need to learn a little bit from our little guy. A little bit. 
Is it because you're a racist gringo or because you can't get your old Hey, I can get my just fine, I'll have you know. Really? Prove it. I don't have to, it already is. Mm. It's time for great moments in porn. Dialogue. <laughs> that, my friends, was a great moment in porn dialogue. And like, was the writer sitting in the back room going, can I say prove it again? Is it too much for her to say prove it twice in that one scene? Now I'm going to write it in there again. I wonder if I could find, I, I, I'm going to take a chance. I just want to find that Obama line again, just let it flow just because of the prove it part. All right. Oh, wait, wrong thing. Let me find it right there. Thank you, Tia. For Obama. Oh, there it is. I'm a little taken back here. You know, I voted for Obama. I love people of all races. Yeah. Well, prove it. And at that point, she oh, sits on his lap and just starts giving him a laptop. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of want to use that term now, but I'm afraid next time I go get a lap dance. Like, I don't want to be thinking about my dad. I don't want to be thinking no. about old effer. No. about a strip club? No, not, we're not doing an evening with old effer over at Kittens. <laughs> Shout out to Kittens. What, what? In the doghouse. <laughs> Represent. And before we get out of here, we do have to talk a little bit about the Seahawks game there, Ted. Oh, man. I got a feeling that we might have to come back to that uh, that great moments in porn dialogue on the yeah. cast. Man. Oh, we're almost done. We're almost done. But let's get it out there, because we did this last time, and I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Hawks game, because All you right. had the opportunity on the men's room to speak to Jen Mueller, and she comes up in what we're about to do. Oh, excellent. So... For the, I always love the difference between the unbiased or as unbiased as they try to be based on probably people's Twitter's feed. Twitter feeds you'll always feel like they're not biased or they are biased towards a certain team or not. But Fox Sports, they do the broadcast. They're supposed to be yeah. kind of like that, right down the middle. And so here's the call. It's still a great call, but here's the call when the Seahawks win the game in this, overtime. This is Joe Buck. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Yeah. And... Joe Buck just does not do a ton for me. No, not for me either. Aikman doesn't either. There's a couple guys that do it, and I don't know their names, but they're really good. I think they, they, they did the Hawks game once or twice. They're like the B squad for Fox. I get that Joe Buck is very good, and I'm sure he's doing exactly what he should, being non-biased, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. Play it. I mean, I don't remember it. I just it's always seems It never seems excited enough for my taste. Right. I don't care if you're... Uh, like, when somebody wins the game in overtime... You should just lose your ass. Yeah. Because you're a fan of the sport. Yeah. But here's the call on Fox. Wilson toward the end zone. It is Curse. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Jermaine Curse. I mean, it's fine. I take that back. I like that one out of Joe Buck. It wasn't horrible. That's yeah. for sure. I just remember the one he had with the Tyree catch, and it was just kind of like, yeah. And he catches it. And game's over. But on the flip side, who I do love, I always love Steve Rabel, but I love Warren Moon when he's in a moment where he can't control his emotions. He gets pumped. Like we saw it last year when the Seahawks, when we knew that the Seahawks were going to win the Super Bowl after the tip. When they right. knew they were not winning the Super Bowl, they were going, going to the to Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. And he just let out a shriek like, ah! Yeah. Like it was awesome. And then this one... My wife and I say this now all the time. We just look at each other and go, game over, baby, as I spit. <laughs> so here's the Cairo call. And I included the the conversation when they send it to Jen Mueller. And I know she talked about it with you guys when she got to speak with Doug Baldwin. And uh, Dougie Fresh had a very potty 
response to her. Right, as Jen response. told us today, she was awesome, by the way. She's all, on the air and in person. I knew her back when she produced Paul Sylvie's Northwest Sports, Sports Tonight. No kidding. And she was the producer when I went on as a guest once. Awesome. Was a top notch nice person. Yeah. Like, like you left thinking that's a person that I think is really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not surprised when you say she's awesome. Yeah. And as she explained it, she had just like she. You never want to run over when you're out of breath or anything, but she said like she had to do a dead sprint to get to Baldwin when this happened. Oh, okay, so here's the call, including Baldwin going off the deep end at the end of it. First and 10 at the Green Bay 35. Russell out of the shotgun. They tilted the field back in the Seahawks' favor. Lynch in the backfield in a pistol formation. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap, drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. The ball is caught. Game over, are going back to the Super Bowl in Glendale. What a catch in the end zone. It is curse. 35 yards. A long day for Jermaine. And he makes the game-winning reception in the end zone. They are going nuts at Century League. I was. Jan, Jan Mueller on the field with Doug Baldwin. Doug, I can hardly catch my breath. You caught that, but what was Russell's message before that drive? Because he didn't have a message. He didn't have a message. (laughs) Jermaine Kirsch has joined Doug. You can tell, pardon the language, it is extremely emotional down here. As you can see, the emotion and even the tears coming off of Jermaine Kirsch's face. Russell throws four interceptions today. All of them have targeted Kirsch. Kirsch, how does it, uh, what were you looking for on that route? I know I didn't make all my plays, but when they count, I make them. Oh. <laughs> Is that a <laughs> for you? Yeah. Let's go! And guys, we'll get that back to you. There's a crowd of people. That was Russell Wilson's voice that you heard coming in telling Jermaine Curse he loved him. I had goosebumps, and I know you did too, right? When Jermaine yeah, Curse said that. Yeah. When they matter, I make them. Shout out to Lakes High School. Yeah. How great is that? I mean, here's a guy who not only mm. was targeted four times that led to interceptions, also dropped a, uh, 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 at least one clutch pass. So, I mean, he was having an awful game. I mean, yeah. And for him to win the game, I mean, it was like I was talking to somebody. If, you, if Disney scripted this movie out, uh, every Disney exec would say, that is not believable even for a Disney film. We're scrapping it. It's not a believable ending. Besides the fact the Seahawks did that and, and, and they won the Super Bowl last year, they've proved again it's not some fluke or anything, I also think that confidence in the way they ended that game and never gave up proves that they're, if you want to call it S-talking, mm-hmm. it's just their confidence doesn't come from an evil place. I don't think it's cocky at all, and you can tell, because they legitimately never gave up on themselves. If right. they were full of S, they would have quit. They, they would have lost that game. If one of their key players gave up, that that game would not end the way that it did. I mean, I think Russell Wilson blows my mind. How a guy who throws four interceptions had negative passing yards after the first half, or or maybe had like eight yards at, by the end of it, but at some point it was at negative three towards the end of the second quarter. And yet, when when push came to shove in the last three minutes, and then including in the overtime, was lights out. Yeah, no quarterback does that. 
I mean, yeah. say what you will. If you're a Hawks fan or not, I know some Hawks fans are probably rolling their eyes right now. Eh, everyone loves Russell Wilson. But find me a quarterback that can turn it like that, turn the switch, and be like, I am red rotten. And then all of a sudden says, not anymore. Now I'm yeah. a freaking all-star. It's unbelievable. It was badass. And you speak about... You know what it is, Steve? What's that? Those receivers, they... I... They are, you know, yeah, I mean, Doug Baldwin even had this to say to the media right when he got into the into the tunnel. Everybody counted us out. Y'all didn't believe in us. A whole bunch of people thought we weren't going to make it, right? When we were 6-4, oh, that's okay. They got a winning record, but they're not going to go to the playoffs. Remember that? 16-0 to at the first half. How many of y'all counted us out? How many of y'all doubted us? It's indicative of our entire season. Y'all don't want to believe in us. It's okay. You ain't got to believe in us because we're going to believe in ourselves. We ain't worried about y'all. We're worried about ourselves. When it was 16-0 at halftime, guess what we said? Don't trip. You don't win the game in the first half. You win the game in the second half. And what we do? We come out and we do what we do. We play Seahawks football. We got an opportunity to do what we love. And we'll see y'all in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, I know some people. He rubs some people the wrong way. I... I don't care. I, if, if I that's, love the guy. And, 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 and if whatever he has to do to find that chip on his shoulder to right. keep going, keep doing it. Which is, I think, very indec- uh, like it's very clear in that that he needs he needs to feel like he's the underdog and he's going to pull it from wherever he needs to pull it. Which is a mark of a great competitor. You got to find that inspiration. I mean, Richard Sherman's another guy. I mean, there's no re- it's no shock that right now he's bringing up all the old stuff with Tom Brady. He's bringing it up, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's going to be locker, locker room uh, you know, chalkboard material for uh, the, the Patriots. No, that's to inspire him. He wants people to, th- to feel that way. Tom Brady still does it. Right. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And if you listen to anybody that's ever interviewed him and stuff, they say he's still that competitive because he still has the chip of being a late-round draft pick. And, that's the, and if that's how they got to do it, more power to do it. it. Yeah. I'll um, tell you what, man. I... Those are the two best teams. I really think that Super Bowl, I, I have full confidence in the Seahawks, but I think that game's going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait, man. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked to watch it. I it, just watch It won't it. be as much fun and easy as last year. No, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah. I think we need those kind of games where it's like down to the last quarter, down to the last five minutes. Yeah. And hopefully it's ending on the good note for the good guys. Yeah. In neon green, blue, and storm gray. Yeah. yeah. I want to try on two Super Bowl rings, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get out of here. This has been a fun megacast, Ted. Yeah, man. We started a little serious, got a little crazy with old effort. I like that, though. Hey, we don't got to crack jokes all the time. I hope people are okay with that. Yeah, well, and we don't. Right. (laughs) Deal with it. You doubted us? That's megacast football, right? That's megacast podcast. Megacast going to do what megacast going to do. And that's get 12. (laughs) Get 12. This is for all of you out there. Chance to end on a high note. Let's drop down and get 12. Mega cast. Yeah, even you guys on the train. Let's do it. Small town girl. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, Ted, it's been fun. Thanks, Steve. Always fun, man. We'll be back next Monday. Don't stop believing. Let's go to Dirty Dancing. And tweet about it. Find us at the Megacast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>